Good morning, everybody. Great to have your company on the Big Sports Breakfast. Laurie Daly alongside me. So to Michael Clark, Benway in the seat with Gerald Middleton still off for another couple of days, but I'm sure he'll be tuning in and can't wait to join us in a week or so's time. Lads, great to see you once again. Plenty of sports since we last chatted, albeit only 24 hours ago. And on an NFL front, the picture getting a little bit clearer. On the cricket front, maybe things a little murkier with some announcements by CA, a head knock again to Will Will Pekoski after our chat yesterday. Michael caused a, a little bit of a stir. Good news on the Usman Khawaja front, which is fantastic. A little bit of league news around. And, of course, the Australian Open, Carlos Alcaraz, was fantastic against Kekmanovic yesterday. 6-4, 6-4, 6-love, setting up a showdown with Zverev. So, they're the headlines, but we'll go through a few in a little bit, uh, in a few minutes. It, it was a good day's sport. And a bit of an upset with Dunlap taking out the golf. <laughs> yeah, I saw the golf yesterday. I kept a keen interest in young... Sam Burns. We have a bit of a joke about Burnsy because he knocked back a a live contract. Well, you have revised your statement now. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if he wins a major, I'll be doing the show in the nude. Um, But I'll tell you what I did see last night. Did anyone ask you to volunteer that? No, no, no. No way. I bought it on myself. Okay. So, yeah, as as a leader, you've got to make brave decisions. It feels like lose-lose, though, for the other two. What do you mean? Lost naked? Might be lose for you. Why? It's just not my cup of tea. Oh, really. you don't have to sit there and stare no. at a naked body. But if Loz is comfy in no, ahead. if he's comfy in no clothes, and he's comfy in no clothes, I'd have a problem with it. What's the difference if you went to a nudist beat? Yeah, true. Or play with a, you. Or play a team well, sport. With anyone. You play a team sport, mate. You, your hmm. teammates like it's just it's just what happens. It's the same, is it? Locker room. I went to a beach in New Zealand. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not locked in. I'm not locked into this room. If I want to leave, I feel uncomfortable yeah. at any stage that Loz is sitting here naked. Yeah. I can leave. Oh, so you're the problem. Yeah. You have to leave. So if I come in here and Loz... <laughs> well, we don't want Loz, Loz, They said they're okay, okay I'm so with fine. I, I, if you, cho- you know that T-shirt that you're wearing this morning? You chose that. If you, if you had no T-shirt on today... You chose no t-shirt. I'm okay, mate. Mate, we're okay. Freedom, with you being freedom of speech. You be. Exactly. Be and wear and do whatever. Maybe the rules want. are in here. There are no rules. This is why Jared hosts. <laughs> <laughs> this is his area. <laughs> Naked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be. Hey, there was a security problem at the Australian Open last night too. A a protester. I, I assume due to the uh, conflict, the Israel-Palestine conflict, he jumped on the court and took an eternity to be escorted off. In fact, I think it was another another spectator who eventually got him off the court. And of course, a little bit of stir. It made me wonder, have we... Monica Celeste was a while ago now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I think we have... I think we might have forgotten a few lessons of the past there. You can't have any spectator making their way onto the court. No, and you would have thought at the tennis, because they're they're high. They're gonna. It's not jump like a jump over, over a fence. They're actually got to jump off, yeah, the balcony or wherever they're, they're sitting, to make their way onto the court. So you would think, with the amount of security guards in and around the court, someone would have seen someone look as though they were going to Probably jump. Probably say that about every event, though, as well. Like you go to the Sydney Cricket Ground, mate. There's security guards everywhere. Yet we still see it in in cricket and rugby league or whatever yeah, it is. You know what though. I, I can understand possibly why at an MCG or an SCG where there's there could be up to 100,000, 
45,000. But that tennis um, arena, that's quite tiny. I think and, it's and, more and because of the Monica Seller staff. I think you would like to think that it just never happens again. I, I don't think there's a grey there. I think it's so black and white because of that. Uh, tennis, even if their rules were different to um, to what we what we see in at the SCG or the MCG or whatever, because that incident is a that's a never happen again. Mm. The know. AOC announced yesterday, well, loosely announced, that athletes, after they've competed in their Olympic event, would then go home. I think they have some 48 hours to let their hair down. Can I just say, it's lucky today's not heroes and villains. It is lucky, because they would be the villain for all three of us, I suspect. These guys get one opportunity every four years. The camaraderie that you build, a lot of them are not particularly well-funded sports, their chance to celebrate and yeah, and celebrate the successes of their teammates lasts for a couple of weeks and we can't give that to them. Oh, it's disappointing, no doubt about it. If you're an Olympian, if you've experienced it before, but also um, if you haven't experienced it before, you hear the stories. So I'm sure, Pup, yeah. you would have heard the stories of the Ashes tours. I would have heard the stories of the Kangaroo tours when they used to go overseas. You wanted to do it, not only so much to play, but also to enjoy yourself as as well. And my first Kangaroo tour, we were away for three months and it was just a fantastic time. You're with a group of lads, you're having a great time, you're you're, you're playing football, you're you're going out, you're you're just enjoying yourself. So I I think they should be afforded. 100%. I'm with you a lot. It's it's still a sport. I know, I know. It you know, professional athlete. Uh, that world has become a business, and there's a lot of money to make, and uh, and they train so hard, and they're extremely professional. I get all that, but it's a sport. And what do you love most about sport? It's celebrating. Mm. It's celebrating your success. It's 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 a reward for all the hard work you put in. And and for a lot of these athletes, they're not getting the money that you know, an Australian cricketer gets or a rugby league NRL player gets or AFL player. So, mate, the least we can do is allow them to celebrate for their own hard work, their commitment, their sacrifices. But the other thing as well, with other athletes that are going through the exact same thing, I, I, I think it's disgraceful. Mm. I, I think it, that that is as important in my eyes mm. as competing. Do, do we know the what celebration the afterwards? Is it, is it a cost thing? Got to be a, a cost. Security... Thing, I think the other reasons that would be offered would be secondary to the cost. Definitely. The reason is... It, the all, started, it all started through the COVID stuff as well. But I'm sure the reasons cited are more to do with security. I mean, the fact of the matter is if you have thousands of athletes loose post-event, they can let their hair down for the first time in yeah. four years. Mate, you are going to have so an incident what? or two. We saw that when so we were over what? in in uh, Brazil for the Olympics. I was over there covering it, and, and Ryan Lochte was the story. He and the swimmers, you mm. know, loose and, and getting into trouble. That was the story of the Olympics. So everyone has to pay for that. What about the other thing in supporting your teammates as well? Like, we're trying to make even individual sports at the Olympics. You, you're part of a team. You're part of the Olympic team. How good, like, they've got friends competing or you've got other athletes that inspire you competing. What's wrong with sitting there after you've done your event, done all your hard work, and actually celebrating someone else's success? Well, 
I think I'd pitch in five bucks as a GoFundMe so that every athlete had a chaperone or some <laughs> full-time security. Did you ever have a chaperone? I never had a chaperone. Did you ever have teammates I, with chaperones? I should have had a chaperone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, sorry, I should have. Not hey, shouldn't. You know I who should. might need a chaperone? Well, the great man Maxie, he's got himself in trouble at the Gov of all places there in Adelaide, down near the square. It's an easy place to get in trouble. Yeah, it is. It's a musical <laughs> hub for those unaware in South Australia. It's where everyone goes for their live music. And mm. he was there to see Six and Out. I wasn't aware Six and Out was still a thing. They're, they they were off uh, the market for a while, and they've made a comeback Six and Out. But right. yeah, so I, would, it's I, would, I wouldn't be rushing to see Six and Out, put it that way. They're terrible. Right. Okay. And I love the boys, but they are not good at all. <laughs> it was a big day in cricket. Um, obviously, the Glenn Maxwell thing, I don't know anything more about it apart from what I've read. So I think the fact that there's Maxie's had a couple of incidents in the past, let's call it a couple of years, that broke his leg, but... Uh, at someone's house, and they said there was no, that wasn't alcohol related. I think there was an incident on the back of the golf cart at the World Cup, but they yep. said that wasn't alcohol related. And now this, so I think they're just going to look into it. Um, hopefully, there's nothing more to it. Um, hopefully, Max is okay as well. That's the other thing. Um, but yeah, Cricket Australia will look into it. I'm sure we'll find out more. Uh, the Wilpakovsky incident um, is, is a big one and an important one. And, and I feel for Will because any time the ball goes near his helmet, it's going to make the news. Mm. So it's, it could be, and again, I didn't see what happened, but it could be bigger than what it is. I love the fact that he went back out and batted. That's a real positive sign that he wasn't concussed. Um, but the one on Will, and I haven't, I know he plays the short ball pretty well, but I think he's got to probably have a look at his technique because he's getting hit a lot. He, and it was square to the badge yesterday. So, so it, was, it was a hook shot, yeah. missed it, but he's, the ball's almost run, it's run forward of square. Yeah. And that's, that's a fair sign. Team proper. Been well, hit. But the other thing as well, you go back in time, and this is again where I hate comparing generations, but I think, if I'm someone like Will, I would be going back and looking at some footage of how uh, the short ball used to be played by batsmen before they had helmets. Because blokes go through their entire career without getting hit in the head. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I think that's probably where he's got to get to now. He's got to, in, in his technique, without losing anything that he already has, and he does, like I say, he takes on the hook shot, takes on the pull shot, but maybe he needs to look at his setup and his technique with short pitch bowling to not be getting hit. And that, that might mean Steve Waugh did it. He put away the hook shot for a big part of his career. Um, Mark Waugh put it away as well. So I think, you know, I remember J- JL, Justin Lane got hit a lot in the helmet. Um, and it was an area of concern over a period of time. And I think for mm. Will now, just because of what's happened in the past, I think he needs to be avoiding getting hit. And that might mean ducking more, swaying more. Uh, if he's, I haven't looked at his, his prelim movement, but if it's a forward press, it might now need to be a back and across press to give himself a fraction more time. I just think the coaching staff and will need to be looking at that now because anytime, like I say, he's hit, everyone worries. And we're all obviously just concerned about him, but I love the fact he come back onto the field. The other cricket story, oh my God, who is Josh Brown? Where has he come from? And what about that innings last night? I don't know, but as a Strikers fan, I'm very upset about it. Sorry, <laughs> mate. That was absolute power. It was clean hitting. At, Matt, it, it wasn't. He missed time balls, mm. and they went out of the stadium. When he got hold of them, oh they just went, my! They sailed. 
That first one, when he was on about 12, there was a front foot slap, front foot pull shot off Henry Thornton. Mate, the sound of that off the bat, he just went, oh, dear. Yeah, you knew it was going. That is out of the park. He was brutal. So 12 sixes. I laughed, actually, at a tweet. I I won't get a word for word just off the top of my head, but Chris Lynn sent out a tweet essentially saying, stop already, it's dead. (laughs) That's what it was like. It was... It was as though Brown was just kicking the body on the ground. And you're like, mate, you've hit 12 sixes. You're 140. We are done here. This match is over. I I reckon I got the best part of the innings because I watched the tennis, a little bit of tennis. Then Raven Norrie were playing. And what a wonderful game that uh, match was. And then I switched it over. And then he just went on a rampage. He was probably, well, he was on a rampage before that. But just, he was just bang, out of the ground. Glenn Maxwell features pretty prominently on the back page of the Daily Telegraph, but unsurprisingly, the Courier-Mail is dominated by Brutal Brown, who burnt the strikers and blasted the heat into the final. So now we look ahead to Wednesday at the SCG, 6.15. We'll have the first ball there or the bat flip, and I cannot wait for the final. But it was exactly that. It was brutal. And off the back of the win against WA... Against the Perth Scorchers, I actually thought the Strikers were going in as the number one seed. Well, the Heat put it to bed so early. Mm. And to be honest, the Strikers' chase never really got out of second gear. Yeah, they flicked the switch, the Heat. I think the Strikers come into the finals with momentum. Uh, play, individual players were playing and important players as well. But, yeah, things change. When you make the finals, um, things change. So the Heat just, yeah, flicked the switch. Uh, I think in those games as well, and you'll see in the final, it's the team that lets go of the the pressure and the nerves and says, you know what, we're just going to back ourselves and go and play our natural game. And if if that doesn't help or that if we end up losing, then so be it. I think twenty twenty cricket is a lot like that. You've got to you've got to release the shackles really, and just see that ball. And if it's in your zone, you know, take a risk. But, um, yeah, well, at the moment, it's going to be youth versus experience. You know, the reason the Sixers sit where they do is because of their senior players. Their experienced players have found a way to, to get them through. Moses still going around. And, well, playing catch yeah. is very important. Again, we talk about Pakistan and West Indies. Well, the reason the Sixers are in the final... Sorry, I don't know if that's fair to say that. A big part of why the Sixers are in the finals is because the teams have dropped Moses on both the last two innings he's played. I think he's been dropped four times. Mm. So it's cost the opposition. So, you know, uh, experience very important. Moses has been unbelievable for New South Wales cricket and the Sixers for a long time, and it's great seeing him still do well. But I think the Sixers, again, Stephen O'Keefe, experience. Um, Daniel Hughes, experience. They've got a lot of experienced players and older players in that team that... Um, in 2020 cricket all around the world, we still see the older boys, um, you know, leading the way and, and playing a big part. So we saw a fellow who most of us assumed to be young when he sort of burst on the scene. 22 T20s he's played, Brown. Just absolutely put them to the, to the sword with 140 and 12 sixes. He's only played the one list day game. And it does show, as much as we talk about the rotational policy of big names in the BBL, when they do exit, it affords a few of these an opportunity. And you can take it like that. There's very capable cricketers on the club cricket level, isn't it? Slightly elevated above club cricket. They can come into the big bash, and it just shows he's 
He smacked a decent attack for 140. I know they had no Rashid and no Lenny, but geez, that's a performance. Well, and I, a half. I think the one thing we hear about um, the BBL is I think some fans have an expectation that it's the same as playing for Australia. It's not. It's it's a domestic competition, and the IPL is the same. Um, the the Pakistan League, the West. Uh, all the domestic competitions are that. They are a domestic competition. So, you, you know, you can't expect it to be international cricket. But what it does is gives, you know, a lot of, on, a, on a lot of occasions, first-class cricketers, sometimes grade cricketers, the chance to come in and shine against some international players. And I think when you see an innings like that, that still doesn't mean he can walk up to the next level and do exactly that. But I think you still have to pay it respect that, mate, it doesn't matter who you play against. If you can strike the ball like that, if you can get 100 off 40 balls or 41 balls, mate, I don't care if that's third grade club cricket. I don't care if that's school cricket. That's phenomenal striking. So there's there's something there. There's, there's hand-eye coordination. There's talent. There's power. There's confidence to be able to walk out and do it in, in a pressure game. That doesn't mean, okay, now you're going to open the batting for Australia. What it does mean for him, though, I guarantee you the domestic competitions around the world now want him a part of their setup. It was a great advertisement, too. As it turns out, he's a cricket bat maker. Cooper Cricket. Yeah. He was using his own bat yesterday. Smart boy. What what kind yeah. of an investment was Smart that? Jeez. And <laughs> just, what just, a time. Just yeah. on that though, it, it, say he comes out and gets forty or fifty in the in the final. Yeah. IPL. Would that be on the forget, radar? Forget another game of cricket. I'm telling you now, twenty twenty just after that innings. And uh, well, I'm saying, Loz, I watched the highlights. From what I see, if I'm captain or coaching a twenty twenty domestic competition around the world. I'm definitely speaking to him. Yeah. I definitely want him. I, I, I want to see more. But it, I, after that innings, I want him in my setup for sure. Again, that doesn't mean he's good enough or ready to play at the highest level for Australia. But, mate, South Africa, 2020 league. Uh, I think Davey Warner's over there playing in the UAE at the moment. Uh, there's the West Indies. There's Pakistan. Even IP, IPL. I, like, I just think if you can strike it like that in that format, mm. you want him in your setup. Cricket dominated most of the back pages. You have a look at the SMH. Travis Head uh, testing positive for COVID. So he's got a delayed arrival in Brisbane. Uh, the weather in Brisbane is going to be a big discussion point, I think. If we get through three days of full play, that would be a bonus with what we've sort of had a look at. The is other... there storms forecast? Yes. Oh, mate, then if it goes three days, it'll be a miracle. Because if there's rain around, day-night test match at the Gabba, Oh, it is going to be so tough for the batters. Reynolds is the other big discussion point. Did you see that on a league front? Yeah, in I fact, Vegas was a talking point too. Yeah, I, I, I saw him go down. Uh, they sent him for scans immediately. There's six weeks to go before the start of the competition. So if it's a minor ligament or minor ligament damage there, he should be okay to play, in fact, even trials. But they mightn't risk him in a trial, but he should be all right for Vegas. But they'll take no... Risk with him at all, Adam Reynolds. He's a very important player for them. He is their lead-up. Um, so I, I think we're just going to wait and see. And when they get the scans back, they'll let us know today because they got them done yesterday. Um, but they were saying towards the end of the day, some of the word coming out of Brisbane, they didn't think it was too bad. 